we'd like to welcome you to our emergency freedom alerts for October 9th, 2023. And I'm um, going to go ahead and start us off with the updated group prayer list of current event prayer points. This is part one. And then we're going to get into a large study regarding all that's going on in Israel right now. And then we're going to segue into some other uh, interesting topics. So I'll go ahead and open us up in prayer. Father God in heaven, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we pray for you to expose and destroy the Great Reset Agenda worldwide designed to bring in the New World Order. And for your divine intervention regarding the conflict in Israel, the Middle East, and the Ukraine, please protect the Christians, the innocent, and the righteous in these in these and the surrounding areas and may these conflicts be used to bring forth your truth and righteousness we pray that every evil plan and scheme uh, of the enemy be exposed and destroyed regarding these wars and for you to expose and destroy the pandemic vaccine agenda worldwide with all of its big brother aspects like the dna defiling graphene oxide filled parasite ridden nanotech laden vaccinations from pfizer moderna Janssen, johnson and johnson BioNTech, astrazeneca and the others and for the stoppage of all digital health passports and for God's judgment and destruction to be upon the vaccine and medical cartels perpetuating this evil and for them to be exposed and destroyed and for God to thwart any deep state, deep state false flag events in order to blame the anti-vaxxers, Christians and gun owners. We pray for the destruction of CERN and all the other 30,000 plus particle colliders worldwide and the destruction of all D-wave quantum computers and for the eradication of every wicked portal or doorway these devices and all witchcraft taking place in this universe have opened and that all dark matter that they have created would be destroyed we pray for the destruction of the wicked plans of this current evil american political administration and all evil political administrations worldwide and for the fear of god to be upon both democrats and republicans and if they will not repent of their wickedness that god would hedge up their way with thorns and have them in total confusion and derision and that they would turn on each other and devour one another and against every level of government that has been hijacked by wickedness for the destruction of the Chinese CCP plans for taking over America, Mexico, Canada, and elsewhere, for the eradication of groups like Black Lives Matter and Antifa, for the diverting of any incoming asteroids or meteors that might hit Earth, for God's intervention regarding the Second Amendment and the disarmament gun confiscation gun confiscation situation developing in the U.S. and elsewhere, for God's intervention regarding the coming food and water shortages and the honeybee die-off worldwide, for the stoppage of all U.N. troops already in America and elsewhere, Regarding the body of Christ, we pray for strength, endurance, courage, guidance, favor, divine providence, and foreknowledge, and the power to overcome all this wickedness that is increasing by the day, and for the defense, protection, and victory of all Christians worldwide, especially the persecuted, and all also all the targeted individuals worldwide, for God to reveal any unconfessed sin, iniquity, trespasses, and transgressions to his Christians that need to be repented of and any ungodly agreements that we may have made with this world for god's will to be done in all christian churches whether in buildings online or otherwise that are in bondage to the spirit of witchcraft and for god to expose and remove all the witches and ministers of satan masquerading as the angels angels of light and to break their power and to break the power of all witchcraft over these churches in jesus name and to loose the spirits of truth and discernment on the deceived Christians worldwide and for them to have eyes to see, ears to hear, and hearts to receive the truth to, and to deliver the Christians from the spirit of witchcraft and from following a false light. We praise you instructed in Luke 10.2 that the Lord of the harvest, that he would for, send forth laborers into the harvest. We also pray according to Psalm 19.12 and 14 for the Lord to cleanse us from secret faults and keep us from presumptuous sins that they would not have dominion over us and let the words of our mouth and the meditations of our heart to be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our strength and our redeemer. We also praise the Bible 
instructs, Lord, for the peace of Jerusalem, Lord. And for all Christians to wake up and spread the gospel and to push back against all their freedoms being taken away. For the destruction of the 501c3 FEMA clergy response teams being activated in America to betray and destroy their Christian flocks and that they would be exposed. We pray against the slaughter of Christians worldwide and we loose legions of angels regarding all these prayer points to accomplish your will and we bind up every devil, demon, evil entity or fallen angel that would try to hinder these petitions or angels and command them to go where Jesus Christ tells them to go and command that none can come to take their place. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ we pray, amen. Okay, so we're going to go ahead and cover what's going on in Israel, the Middle East, um, at least what we know because remember this just started, okay, so... If you're hearing this four or five days from now or, or something to that, understand there may have been a lot of different breaking information where some of this information may be old at that point, but I, I think it's a pretty good foundation, foundational teaching no matter what happens here to look at. Now, I'm going to be approaching this from, I'm going to try to be approaching it from a balanced viewpoint of this whole situation uh, regarding the Middle East. I've tried to do that in the past. Um, and meaning I'm not going to just give all Israel and all the Jews a pass just because they're Jews and believe in ethnic salvation, meaning the blood that flows through their veins means they don't have to get saved, like John Hagee teaches, that type of thing. Like, we support Israel no matter what, no matter, you know, what they do, what they say, what, okay, not going to go there. We're going to try to have a balance. Um, I'm not going to also get on the side of the Palestinians and the Muslims and cheer them on and, and say what they're doing is wonderful because it's wicked and evil. And far more atrocities, at least from the stamp... Well, we're going to look at the atrocities of Islam. Okay, we're gonna, Now, we could look at the atrocities of the Kabbalistic uh, Jews as well. Okay, Those are incredibly far-reaching. I have covered those in many other teachings. Uh, but we're going to try to look at... Um, a little bit in totality what what is going on over there right now headlines read israel war first i mean this is dominating all the news cycles all the mainstream news cycles okay so this is the narrative that is being given us by the mainstream news cycles and a lot of this is i mean most of it is true most of this is actually going on i'm not going to dispute the atrocities there that are being committed in israel right now no, i'm not going to try to dispute that okay but um, Israel war first in 50 years, 600 plus killed. I, I think when they say first in 50 years, first official war, they, they obviously been kind of at war with Islam for a long time. Okay. And Islam's been at war with them. I mean, that's all part of their, their doctrine really, really more on the Islamic side. Um, anyway, 600 plus killed 2000 plus wounded, um, Mighty, mighty vengeance. Um, Hamas rockets breach their Iron Dome. World divided. Unprecedented raids by land, air, and sea by Islam. Bodies paraded through the streets. Militants flying paragliders, meaning Islamic uh, savages. Over 5,000 rockets fired. Tanks captured. We are being slaughtered, say the uh, Israelis. Many hostage, hostages are taken, young and old, snatched off the street. Uh, snatched out of their homes, killed in their homes, historic failure for Intel services, Netanyahu vows revenge like like they've never known, graphic scenes, world in shock. Yeah, I don't really advise you really click on a lot of the stuff. I mean, there is some brutal, brutal 
footage and scenes, and it's just, uh, I, I saw enough. Um, it's happening, yeah. Celebrations in London, meaning the Muslims are celebrating, and that's just not the only place they're celebrating. Hamas says attacks on Israel were backed by Iran. Um, paraglide, Islamic paragliders fired on fleeing citizens. How squads of Islamic Palestinians on suicide missions swooped over the Israeli border, spreading fear and chaos among the cowering families below. Um, Hamas blitzed below Hamas blitzed into Israel on paragliders while thousands of rockets rained down. Innocent victims snatched by Hamas. Student of 25-year-old year screams, don't kill me, as she is kidnapped from a rave by a rave, meaning that concert, by militants who nabbed another mother of 34 and her two young girls in terrifying scene, series of raids into Israel, living, leaving the Middle East on the brink of all-out war. Now remember, I'm not going to cover every single aspect of this right now. We're going to get to these points. Okay, We're going to get to the bigger picture and the bigger narratives here as this plays out. But it's going to take me a while to get there. Uh, now, also, to establish things right off the bat, biblical context from jesus regarding the end times that we are in and moving into matthew 24 6 jesus said and ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars see that ye be not troubled for all these things must come to pass but the end is not yet and that doesn't mean you don't you know prepare if you see bad things on the horizon there's a lot of bible verses about you know the bible telling us to prepare you know um I, I've got into those in, in a lot of other studies. Okay, again, Proverbs 22, 3, A prudent man foreseeth the evil and hideth himself, but the simple pass on and are punished. Um, go to the antha slugger, consider her ways and be wise, meaning, you know, you're storing up things if you, ha or if you have that ability to do that. Uh, let me see. Let's see here. Treasures of wickedness profit nothing but the righteous, but righteousness delivereth from death, Proverbs 10, 2. Proverbs 10, 3, the Lord will not suffer the soul of the righteous to famish, but he casteth away the substance of the wicked. Uh, Proverbs 22, 9, he that hath a bountiful eye shall be blessed, for he giveth of his bread to the poor. Proverbs 28, 27, he that giveth unto the poor shall not lack, but he that hideth his eye shall have many a curse. Okay, just some verses kind of regarding that whole subject about, you know, the end times and prepping and things of this nature. Now, I've done whole subject, whole studies on that. You can key in any derivation of keyword search you want to at contendingfortruth.com and you will most likely find those, hopefully. Um, again, Mark 13, 7 says, And when ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars, be ye not troubled, for such things must needs be, but the end shall not be yet. So it said twice by Jesus in two different Gospels in the New Testament. Okay, so... Going back to this report, one account reads, I'm going to describe the images coming out of Israel over the last day. I don't want to believe any of them are real because they are horrifying among the most gruesome scenes of mutilation, murder, and abduction imaginable. But there is now going to be a war between Israel and Hamas, and possibly a broader regional war. Israel will invade Gaza as we speak. Israelis my age are being called up to war. When Hamas invaded Israel this morning, Terrorists steamed across the border in pickup trucks, by motorcycle, on foot, and even on paragliders. Once inside Israel, they abducted and murdered Israelis. They shot people in cars and at bus stops. They rounded up women and children into rooms um, like the Eisengruppen. I believe they're talking about the uh, Nazis. 
of World War II. Yes, the comparison is appropriate, and then they machine gun them. Women and children. They went house to house to find and murder civilians hiding in their closets, and they dragged the bloody dead bodies of Israelis back into Gaza, where they are now being paraded, beaten, and mutilated in front of their exalting crowds. And again, I don't know a lot of, quote, religions, in this case, the black devil death cult who worship the moon god Allah being Islam. I don't know of many religions that do this on a mass scale. I don't really know of any that do this on a mass scale. I mean, think about it. They're, they're the ones that do, they own this. They love this type of behavior, okay? I mean, I'm not saying that like Hindus are good or uh, Confucianism is good or um, you know, a lot of these other ones, I'm not saying they won't take you straight to hell, but this type of behavior, and, and I'm going to, we're going to take a little bit of a deep dive. It's been a little while since I've done a little expose on Islam. We're going to take a little bit of a cursory deep dive and just cover some of the, the stories. I've done so many studies on Islam in the last 18 years that, I mean, if you just tried to listen to them. I don't even know how long it would take you. I did a lot more a little bit earlier on. I don't tend to want to continually recover ground I've already covered, but I do want to do uh, have this study as a reminder of the kinds of demon-possessed to the toenails, savages, and perverts we're dealing with, especially when we're dealing with these freedom fighter, the ones that are committing jihad. Now, I understand there's, there's probably a sect of Islam on a lot of people that is more of like a lukewarm sect, okay? The bottom line remains is that when this stuff goes hot and it's going hot right now, and I've said this for years, the ones that are lukewarm are going to be required to not be lukewarm anymore. And if they are under any kind of Islamic leadership, like in a mosque or what, and the other Muslims know where they live or where they are, they're not going to have the luxury, according to the Quran, according to what their Islamic clerics are saying, they're not, those lukewarm Muslims aren't going to have the luxury of remaining lukewarm. And a lot of them are just that, that's a facade too. They're, they're part of the, um, the good guy the facade of being a good guy Muslim um, or good woman Muslim that they're peace loving and all of this other stuff. Okay. That's a whole deception in and of itself as well that we will discuss. So I've been warning about this. I mean, this goes back to literally, I can remember when I went into um, New Testament Baptist church, North Fort Myers, Florida. And the first time I ever did a presentation in front of a church was on this subject. I also talked about colloidal silver because I, I was talking about their, um, I kind of com combined a health and a uh, expose on Islam because their propensity to want to go out, and this has been the case for decades, go out and commit mass acts of genocide whether that be spreading something like anthrax in a plane above a city 
or maybe releasing a biological agent or a dirty suit, suitcase nuke or strapping dynamite on and running into a cafe and blowing everybody up. They have that propensity because they believe that if they do that, it's in the service of Allah and they're going to have their whatever 99 virgins and white skinned boys. Oh yeah. You got the, they can rape all the white skinned boys they want in paradise. Now this is what Islam teaches. Okay. I'm not going to make apologies for their wicked satanic behavior. This is going to be the most unpolitically correct teaching you've probably heard me do in a very long time. I'm just going to revisit some of the, the stories I've covered in the past. I'm not going to go ad nauseum. I, I could, my, my, my one file on Islam is 76 pages and most of it are just links to different reports. I've got several other um, documents where we have documented their atrocities. And this needs to be revisited this subject you might even want to print some of this pdf out and give it to your friends if because this could be it i'm not saying it is but this could be the start of world war three if this spreads and i think that we, we know that this has been coming for a long time we know that there has to be a world war three to get us into the tribulation most likely and i mean that's the elitist globalist luciferian occultists have said that for over a hundred years Okay, um, so we know that that is most likely part of their game plan. They have bragged about that. How that exactly starts, I can't be totally dogmatic, but the Middle East, this could quickly develop, and I think you're going to see that very, very clearly. This quickly could develop into something like a World War III scenario. Will that be planned? Absolutely. It's not like, oh, none of the globalists saw this coming or the elitists. No, this is a plan they've had for a very 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 long time it's just a matter of when they were going to get the green light by satan now remember god's in control but when they were going to get the green light by satan to finally implement this and we may be right on the cusp okay so inserted into this i put a report i had covered before and it's called hamas they say <clears throat> killing jews is worship of allah Okay, so again, these are the ones carrying this, this out. Okay, this is what they say. Killing of Jews is worship of Allah. So when they're going in there and they're killing and they're raping and they're stealing and they're pillaging, and it doesn't matter if it's women, children, uh, elderly people, anything goes. There is no, nothing that Islam has not sanctioned them to do because infidels are viewed worse than you know, uh, the lowest scum of the earth. An infidel to them is a non-believer in Islam. And they are told in the Quran to kill and slay and torture and subjugate the infidels, all non-believers in Allah, and the, to the Jews first and then the Christians, essentially. <clears throat> so, <clears throat> regardless of if a Muslim would ever admit this, they know it's true if they've ever had any kind of Quran study at all, um, they know this. And I would have a hard time believing, even if they didn't have a lot of Quran study, that they wouldn't know this. They know what they're getting in. They, they, they know what they're a part of. They'll feign like they don't, but they know that they're a part of this, this death cult. So 
Hamas says killing of Jews is worship of Allah. Repeat in the name of your jihad, death to Israel. Okay, going back to this report, one young woman was murdered and stripped to her underwear. And now this is the this is what just happened. Um, okay, over there in Israel, and her corpse was thrown in the back of a pickup truck. They've since identified this particular. Uh, she was actually a German, uh, younger lady. They uh, murdered her, stripped her of her underwear, uh, stripped her to her underwear, and her corpse was thrown in the back of a pickup truck so it could be paraded around Gaza, while the young Hamas men beat and mutilated her body. I don't even think she was a a Jew. I think she was just a German there. So this, these are the types of the animals that we're dealing with here. Okay, and I just, I feel it's very important <clears throat> when discussing this subject that we have things in proper context of the type of savage devils that we're dealing with here. Okay, and this, I'm, I'm going to get a little, I'm going to get more into this now. I'm going to get now. Um, <clears throat> we're going to be getting into some things that I would say this was more of a, an adult content. I wouldn't really want to have children around for what we're going, to, we're going to be talking about here. It is fact. It is e easily provable. I give you the links to the reports and you can look them up online. I mean, this is a small fraction of just some of the atrocities of Islam. So this starts out by saying, show a Muslim that women, children, and animals that are being abused and raped by them in the name of Allah, who is the moon god. It's not the god of the Bible. Obviously, it was the god of the Bible, which they, you know, I guess, Allah is not the god of the Bible. Allah is the moon god. I've done whole studies on that. Um, Chick has whole, chick.com has whole things where they get into this, the how this happened with Muhammad and this type of stuff. <clears throat> Allah is the pagan devil moon god. Okay, so you can look that up in my in my on the website. Anyway, they will if you if you say that that women, children, and animals are being abused and raped in the name of Allah, the moon god, they will turn a blind eye, for they cannot condemn what their own prophet did. It's true. Muhammad said in many places that he has been ordered by Allah to fight men until they testify that there is no God but Allah and that Muhammad is his messenger. Okay. Um, Muhammad had many wives, but his favorite was Aisha, A-I-S-H-A, -A, Aisha. He was, she was six years old when he married her but supposedly according to muhammad in the quran he didn't actually um copulate with her until she was nine evidently in his mercy so his favorite wife was aisha who he married at six and i'm sure that a guy that um would marry a six-year-old would be honorable until she was nine even though that's sick and twisted and perverted as well but this is the type of individual that islam bases their whole religion around muhammad the bible says if the foundations be destroyed what can the righteous do 
Psalm 11, verse 3. Well, their foundation was totally corrupt, wicked, and evil, and perverted from the very get-go. So it is a corrupt, wicked, evil, pagan foundation that there is nothing good about. Nothing. In the last nine years of his life, he ordered no less than, this is Muhammad, <clears throat> he ordered no less than 65 military campaigns to do exactly that, which means he ordered his troops by Allah to fight men until they testify that there's no God but Allah and that Muhammad is his messenger. Yeah, it's a very peaceful religion. Muhammad inspired his men to war with the basest of motives, using captured loot, sex, and a gluttonous paradise as incentives. Okay, we talked a little bit about the whole paradise thing. Here's a link to that if you want to know more about that. Um, he beheaded captives, enslaved children, raped women, captured in battle. Probably raped children too, I imagine. Again, Muslims are told to emulate the example of Muhammad. Yes, absolutely. Here's from a, a uh, website called Defend Malta, who's actually exposed uh, Islam. And this is entitled, Islam Exposed. Did you know that sex with sheep, goats, or donkeys are allowed in Islam? Yes, they are. They are most definitely. Not up for debate, 100%. In the wake of yet another act of bestiality by a third world immigrant, we are demanding that, now this happened in Malta. I don't, uh, I'm not sure the date. Oh, the date was 2014. Uh, looks like. August. <clears throat> In the wake of a yet another act of bestiality by a third world immigrant, <clears throat> Muslim, we are demanding that the concerned authorities pass a law to make bestiality illegal in Malta. Because evidently, and I don't know if it is now, but it was a very bad problem with uh, Muslims raping animals. Okay. And the original thing is probably still there. This is from Exposing Islam blog. Um, it showed a night vision camera. They would go out at night and they would catch these Muslims uh, raping donkeys, goats, sheep. And they they were, had numerous pictures of night vision of them doing this. It wasn't up close, but you could see what was going on. It wasn't, you know. So, again, we are talking some of the most depraved, sick things that one could ever even conceive in their heads that's just a part of uh islam i've told you about the the documentaries the dancing boys of afghanistan look that one up dancing boys of afghanistan bakabazi boy boy player whatever whole thing is how they take them as uh their little sex slaves little boys rape them um, it's nothing to them when Westerners go over there, when our military has been over there in Afghanistan and they try to kind of like intervene and stop. They're like looked at like they're the biggest scum on the planet. They're looked at by these raping, sick, child molesting Muslims like, you know, are you crazy telling me not to rape a little boy? And it shows it, it in the documentary, the dancing boys of Afghanistan, it, it shows these parties that they have where they bring in these little boys and dress them up like women. They look like a little, like a woman in a harem, like in, you know, the middle. Well, they dress them up like that where they've got all the head scarves and they have them dance around all these lecherous, sick, twisted devils that are around there drooling. A whole uh, 
room of men packed in like sardines, drooling over a little boy. And evidently, I guess whoever has the um, enough money and enough desire can buy the little boy. And I guess he, he's their sex slave until he becomes undesirable. And when he gets to a certain age and then, oh, you're, you're not desirable. You're not little enough anymore. And then they typically go and uh, repeat the process. <clears throat> it would show like um, taxi drivers uh, uh, um, where they would go. And uh, there's all these little boys that are like orphans in the streets there. You know, in Pakistan, in Afghanistan, this goes on in Pakistan a lot. And, um, you know, they'd interview the the uh, bus drivers or the cat cab drivers and, and they would say yeah I, I go on my lunch break i go i'll rape a rape a couple kids rape rape a couple little boys and go back on there go back on i'll i'll finish out my shift and it's like it's nothing it is like it is the most normal thing it's not dishonorable it's fine they do equally sick garbage to their little girls generally really worse because they genitally mutilate them in islam rape them they have temp things called temporary marriages you couldn't honestly there is no black devil death cult on planet earth especially on a scale this large that even can hold a camp the the the, the pedophile priesthood of the catholic church this this is nothing compared to, this is going on on a much larger mass scale this is ingrained and part of Islam is the sum of the most sick, twisted, sexual garbage you do to little boys, little girls, donkeys, goats, and sheep, and your own women. That, that, my friend, is Islam in a nutshell. That's its foundational pillars. So I want us to understand today who we're dealing with when we talk about Hamas or Hezbollah or Islam in general, especially the ones that are really, really, really into the jihad that are going into Israel, raping, stealing, killing, pillaging. And you wonder why, well, this, this has to be an aberration. No, it's not an aberration. This is Islam. They're being true to their religion because they are sanctioned to do it. This guy, I, I posted a nice little picture and caption. His name's Dr. Zakir Naik. Quranic scholar, a noted Quranic scholar. We need to know this. What was his quote? One of his many. Here's a quote from him. Picture and a quote. A man is so considered pure when he releases his lust with a sheep or a goat. If there is no woman, then there is no true lust or sexual sin. So if there's no women, hey, goats, sheep, I imagine donkeys are included. I, well, I know little boys are, you know. Then, but, but after this, then the animal becomes tainted, though, and must die. So says the prophet Muhammad. Yeah. So says the prophet Muhammad, who they base their whole religion off of in the Quran and other unholy Islamic texts. First, I'm amazed that anyone within the confines of Islam would be so bold as to say some of these things. Oh, they've, they've got some doozies that they have, they have admitted to. They were just 
hoping that maybe they didn't really get out to the outside world. I mean, but if you, if you can get a hold of, of a Quran, it's not that hard to do. Or get some of these other Islamic teachings and writings, the stuff's there. Second, I'm even more amazed that after hearing them, most of the world could, continues on as if these things are normal. See, this is why I like to emphasize these things right up front. Let, let's address the 800-pound gorilla in the room, AIDS-infested gorilla in the room. Let's, let's, let's talk about the pillars of Islam, how wonderful it is, how nifty it is. There is something particularly odd about the fact that Islam, being such an antiquated and barbaric ideology, can even exist in the 21st century alongside the modern world and not even be condemned by everybody. Instead, leader after leader of many nations simply accept what is known about Islam as a type of normal. Well, it is for Muslims. Do you wonder why that wholesale acceptance exists and then has dollar signs? Yeah. Probably a lot of the oil money and stuff of that nature. And, and intimidation, you know. Here's another report. It's all, this is from India today. Pregnant goat dies after eight men gang rape it in Harana. These are Muslims. They raped a pregnant, they gang raped a pregnant goat. The incident took place in Harana's Mewit district. The goat's owner registered a police complaint on July 26th after he found that the goat missing, goat was missing, and while searching for it, uh, reached the site of incident. Yeah, I, my links were old on this, so I, I did. I was able to find it online. Multiple, multiple reports on this. Um, so yeah, on um, on confronting them, they alleged that five others had raped the goat. My goat was injured and lying on the ground. It, it was not even able to walk. Can Can you imagine doing this to an animal? I mean, how? You're not even human. You're, you're you're just you're you're a walk-in. You're just nothing more than a walk-in. You're a, you're a human container for Satan. That's what you are. Okay. He said. I mean, this this makes me this is horrible because I love animals and and I can't cannot stand the thought of animals, little girls, little boys, or anybody being treated this way by these savages. He says, I took it home and applied medicines on the wounds on its head and nose. It did not eat anything the next day as if it was lying, if it was paralyzed. Poor baby. Police said that the, of one of the accused men met Khan the next day. One of the, the guys that raped the goat met, met him the next day and mocked him over the condition of the goat. Quote, he came to me and threatened to steal the goat. He laughed and said that he and his friends had a nice time that night. The, the, then the condition of the goat started de deteriorating, deteriorating and it died around 6 p.m. When they confronted them, when he confronted them, they threatened him with committing such acts of all his animals. They even claim, okay, so they so go after the rest of his animals. Um, they even claim the police could not do anything. There, there's even a video here. Pet goat dies after being raped by, oh, Oh, this is so sick. So sick. I'm putting that updated link in there. Next one. Germany, Muslim refugee arrested for raping pony. 
That's jihadwatch.org. Then, Moroccan Muslims. This is from, um, the last one was from um, 11 of 2017. This one is August 13, 2017. Moroccan Muslims get rabies from raping donkey. Deuteronomy 27.21 says, and this isn't KJV, but it's cursed is, the, cursed is the man who has sexual relations with any animal. Yeah. In the Old Testament, if you did this, okay, they took you out and they killed you. They stoned you. If you, It was right on equivalent of men with men, women with women, okay, lesbian, gay, same thing. You had sex with an animal. You, you were killed and the animal was killed, unfortunately. Probably because of the demons that were involved that you put into the animal by raping that animal that innocent animal that that doesn't deserve that you know you know this is why i despise islam because this is islam at its core and this is why i like to hammer these reports home every once in a while just to remind everybody what we're dealing with before i get into the rest of my content today so this is from Morocco World News, August 10th, 2017, that 15, 15 Muslim teens who raped a donkey in the small rural town of Sidi Kamal in the Sidi Qasim province of Morocco have been treated for rabies infections contracted from the animal. According to the Moroccan daily Al-Akabar, Al so we it's pure, you know, this is obviously a very Muslim area, in the August 10th edition, the sexually frustrated children and teenagers. So the, a lot of children should be sexually frustrated, obviously. That's that's normal. That's normal. Well, when you're brought up that way, and it's generational, you know. They stayed at the Mar Maraca Belsiri Hospital for one week to receive rabies vaccinations after the animal transmitted the disease in them. I, I, I would say that's pretty just desserts. It's the least of what they deserve for uh, raping the donkey, who they said that they um, was very beautiful, this donkey. Um, and they, they couldn't resist the donkey. I remember, I remember this report. So yeah, that's uh, that was their evident, evidently their justification. Okay, so we're almost through all this. Guy, my my stomach's literally getting like upset. Come contra, uh, even talking about this. Um, I want to establish context, though. I do. I want to establish context before we get into the next part. Um, another one: extremely deadly virus will come from the Muslim world. One reason is they love to drink camel urine. Camel urine. This is a quote from them. Camel urine is the miracle of our time and is a gift from Muhammad, the the rapist, the, the child rapist, okay? Uh, uh, and murderer, child rapist, and tons of other things. It's a gift from Muhammad to mankind. This is how insane they are and demon-possessed. Another one. The Quran's evil missing verses on stopping lust by letting... Um, wives breastfeed younger adult men. There's a whole video on that. So that's evidently the Quran's teaching them how to stop lust by letting evidently married women breastfeed younger adult men. I can't see any issues with that. Obviously, that's really biblical. Okay, obviously, there's a lot of Bible for that one. Just obviously, it's extreme sarcasm here. Yeah, this is how insanely perverted they are 
this is what I'm really trying to drive home is, is that the core of this religion is perversion on a level that is extremely hard to even possibly comprehend. But it's necessary to comprehend it to understand our enemy because they are our enemy. Okay, I pray those that can get saved would get saved. But make no bones about it. These people want to kill you as a Christian. They view America as, and I know not all Christians are in America, but my my primary audience is, they view America as the great Satan and Israel as the lesser, littler Satan. Okay, that's how we're viewed. Okay, and then just to reiterate, <clears throat> Islamic creator, pedophile prophet, Muhammad, Muhammad married six-year-old girl, Aisha, and admitted to consummating the marriage at the age of nine, even though that was probably a lie, probably did that right when she was whatever, but he wanted to save face a little bit. Muslim, uh, a Muslim cleric then says, modern day, I believe, it is permissible for a girl at the age of nine or 10 to marry. Um, listen, I've heard of way worse. Sexual perversion in Islam is beyond evil. Let me begin with a quote from a fatwa by the late and unlamented Ayatollah Khomeini of Iran. He said, quote, a man can marry a younger girl, a girl younger than nine, nine years of age, even if the girl is still being a baby being breastfed. This is the, this is their supreme Ayatollah Khomeini of Iran. Let me say that again. A man can marry a girl younger than nine years of age, even if the girl is still a baby being breastfed. A man, however, is prohibited from having intercourse with a girl younger than nine. Other sexual acts, though, such as foreplay, rubbing, kissing, and sodomy is allowed. Evidently, as a baby, girls younger than nine. He can marry a girl who's still a baby breastfeeding. So evidently sodomy of a baby is permitted and all these other things. A man having intercourse with a girl younger than nine years of age has not committed a crime, but only an infraction. If the girl is not permanently damaged. And who's the one that assesses that? If the girl, however, is permanently damaged, the man must provide for her all of her life. But this girl will not count as one of the man's four permanent wives. Evidently because she's yucky and has been defiled. Even though he was the one that defiled her. Even though he was the one that did it. This is Islam. This is the wonderful religion of peace that just invaded Israel that I have exposed over and over and over again. All this is is a reiteration of things I've covered. And I, I could go on just the sexual perversion thing. I could do probably a 20-part study if I like literally sat down and, and compiled all what I have and then, you know, I could go for hours and hours and hours on this. Next report, Christian blood for Saudi Arabia is big business. They literally uh, will kill Christians and get their blood and sell it. There's a whole report on that. I've covered it in the past. 
No, more. Here's some Islamic quotes from their twisted, demon-possessed leaders. This is Mahmoud Ahmadinejad, president of Iran. He said, quote, soon is... Now, I'm not saying he's current, but these are quotes from previous and um, current people. Soon Islam will become the dominating force in the world, occupying first place in the number of followers amongst other religions. We don't shy away from declaring that Islam is ready to rule the world. That is their goal. Then, the Hamas Charter of 1987, Article 13, says, Peace initiatives and so-called peaceful solutions and international conferences to resolve the Palestinian problem are all contrary to the beliefs of the Islamic resistance movement. So while everything's always being blamed on Israel because they're big and bad and they're horrible and they just abuse the Palestinians, and the Palestinians are all innocent as kittens and they've never committed a sin and they never start anything, even though they're the ones that just came over and did all these atrocities yesterday. Um, they don't want that anyway. The, the peace initiatives, they don't, they're contrary to the beliefs of the Islamic resistance movement. They want domination. They want death of all the Jews. They want to, according to um, Yasser Arafat, they want to drive them all into the sea with the Christians. They want total annihilation. Just because they haven't been in a position to do that militarily, um, doesn't mean they don't want to do it. If they had been in that position, they would have done it a long time ago. Quran, um, Surah 551, right out of the Quran. Believers, meaning Muslims, take neither the Jews nor the Christians to be your friends. They are friends of one another. Whoever of you seeks their friendship shall become one of their number. And God does not guide those Jewish and Christian wrongdoers. So any Muslim that's being even tiny, um, uh, some small part faithful to Islam. If they appear to be your friend, most likely that's a lie. It's a facade, most likely. Because they're forbidden to do that in their own unholy book, their, their main unholy book, the Quran. They're forbidden to be your friend. They need to either get saved or get out of that devil death cult. The, another one, Hassan al-Banna, founder of the Muslim Brotherhood. Israel will exist and will continue to exist until Islam will obliterate it, just as it obliterated others before it. Then, Sheikh Ahmad Yassan of the Hamas, Hamas co-founder and spiritual leader. He said, sons of Islam everywhere, Jihad is a duty. Jihad is holy war. That's what it means in Islam. It is this holy war to eradicate and annihilate all infidels which are non-believers in Islam. So any other non-Muslim, they're required to go to war with and or subjugate or convert. But I think a lot of them aren't interested in the conversion part. So, sons of Islam everywhere, the jihad is, is a duty to establish the rule of Allah on earth and to liberate your countries and yourselves from America's dom domination and its Zionist allies. It is your battle, either victory or martyrdom. The Islamic Quran commands Muslims to kill infidels. In Islam, the Arabic word kafar refers to non-Muslims often in a very derogatory sense and is usually translated into the English as infidel or unbeliever. So now let's look at some quotes from the Islamic Quran. Surah 3360, 
Allah has cursed the unbelievers and proposed them for a blazing hell. So that's what they think that the Christians are going. They think it's fine to rape donkeys and goats and, and this and, and do all the atrocities they do to little girls and little boys and generally mutilate them and, and do all the wicked, evil, sick, twisted crap they do. But they say you're going to be the one Christian that goes to a blazing hell. This is how just totally demon-possessed and delusional that, that, that they are. Surah 41.14 Unbelievers are enemies of Allah and they will roast in hell. Then another one. Fight unbelievers who are near you. Surah 9.123 Another translation reads Believers make war on infidels who dwell around you. Let them find harshness in you. Another source reads Ye who believe murder those that are disbelievers. Here's an excellent track on this by Chick. It's called Men of Peace. I'll give you a link to the track. It's one of my favorites. I'll leave them at gas stations. And the little, there's sometimes they'll have those little things where they give away those, those, uh, uh, well, I don't just leave them at gas stations, but it's one of the places I always uh, like to do it. There, there are sometimes there's little places where you can slide a track in on the gas station on, on a gas pump. It's called Men of Peace. Okay, so back to the main report. Another account reads, I just found out from my former colleagues in the intel community that the Israeli Mossad has been sabotaging, burning, blowing up Iranian drone factories to prevent Iran from helping Russia. Now remember, I said I'm going to have a balanced approach when we're talking about this. This isn't just going to be all, you know, um, Israel's totally innocent as kittens. Neither side is, but obviously the, the, the atrocity part that we're talking about today i'm not going to apologize for that because that is islam okay and they are sick and twisted and wicked and evil okay but anyway he says that um my former colleague in the intel community that israeli Mossad has been sabotaging burning blowing up iranian drone factories to prevent iran from helping russia I also found out that plane loads of Israeli military weaponry were sent to Baku, the capital city of Azerbaijan, in the days and weeks before Azerbaijan launched another military attack upon Armenia, last week forcing 100,000 Armenian Christians to flee for their lives. So what is taking place inside Israel right now is payback. Well, okay. It's not just from that. Okay. I just gave you the I I just gave you a ton of quotes from their leaders. This isn't just something that just... Okay, maybe that did push things to a head. This wasn't going to go away. Those quotes by their leaders weren't going to go away. This is something that, that they have been planning for, you know, hundreds of years. I mean, I understand Israel hasn't been... Is a, is a modern day nation hasn't been around. But I'm, I'm talking about their hatred for um, Israel, I believe, has been from its inception. So take this with a grain of salt payback from russia also for helping for israel helping ukraine payback from russia for plane loads of weapons to baku azerbaijan and payback from russia for israel blowing up iranian drone works it is also payback from iran for the blown up drone factories and for all the attacks by israel against iranian forces in syria for the past two years it is also payback from armenia for what israel helped 
for when Israel helped Azerbaijan. The most interesting part, Iran used the $6 billion released by the Biden administration two weeks ago to fund today's outbreak hostilities. Now, Biden comes out and says he condemns this, but yet he's funding the other side and made this happen from a monetary standpoint, okay? So again, it's, you know, Hegelian dialectic, problem, reaction, solution, uh, two sides of the same wicked coin, Coke, Pepsi, you know, now granted, obviously I am not on the side of the Palestinians. Obviously, I am not, okay? And obviously I condemn all this wickedness that they have done. But understand, at the highest levels... Okay, the elitists, the globalists, the Luciferians that get their order straight from Satan are orchestrating this whole thing. Okay, and creating this. It's not just something that organically happened. So, um, Iran used the $6 billion released by the Biden administration two weeks ago to fund today's outbreak of hostilities. I also found out this um payback is not going to stop it is in fact war we are now entering the actual hot phase of world war three well i don't like to it's like date setting i'm not going to go that far but it could morph into that as we're seeing um the other stuff we're going to be covering here definitely could morph into that which again i've been predicting that for a very long time and talked a lot about it starting in the middle east through some type of conflict like this Another comment reads, during the intense fighting which broke out yesterday between Hamas and Israel, astonishing things took place. Despite the most advanced intelligence and surveillance systems in the world, Palestinians allegedly broke through into Israel, somehow unnoticed by all the surveillance gear. One border guard told me our systems could see if a bird was flying in, yet authorities would have us believe they couldn't see dozens of Palestinians on motorized paragliders in the air coming at us. It's simply not possible. They let this happen on purpose, just like Pearl Harbor happened in World War II. We knew it was coming. I can remember the first time I realized that there was a guy that came to the church. I was, again, New Testament Baptist in North Fort Myers, Florida, and, and he had wrote a whole book, and that was part of the book. He showed all the, the old newspaper clippings how, like, even, even in the Honolulu whatever, their newspaper, they're like, oh, uh, attack on whatever, Honolulu, imminent. And they made sure that their carriers were out to sea so they, that the the Japanese couldn't take out the carriers because that would have really been really super bad. Um, but they left enough boats and, and, and left the troops flat-footed enough where it was going to be a total turkey shoot slaughter, which it was in Pearl Harbor, that would create the, the biggest amount of outrage that America's probably seen that caused, like, all of America to mobilize that, you know, all the guys that went into World War II to fight against the Germans and the Japanese and, and then all of the manufacturing that started ramping up and Rosie the Riveter and, and, and all the bond drives and all that stuff, that was started with, with Pearl Harbor that they knew was coming, okay? This, what they're saying may be their Pearl Harbor. Problem, reaction, solution. Um... As the Israeli border guard said, they let this happen on purpose. Another Israeli told me, quote, Mossad knows when these people, Hamas, go to the bathroom. Yet we're supposed to believe Mossad had no idea this gigantic operation was being planned and implemented. Right. Makes no sense. Israel has the best intelligence on its neighbors of any nation on earth. 
Israel has lots of assets embedded in these various terrorist organizations, as well as Signet, um, which is, uh, I think, a satellite thing, including U.S. satellite data, which allows Israel to have a finger on the pulse of these organizations. There is no way that a coordinated major attack involving 1,000 Hamas fighters, sea-based, land-based, and aerial attacks could have been planned, coordinated, coordinated and executed without Israeli intelligence getting wind of it. Zero percent chance. So please do not believe the narrative that all this, oh, this just, they didn't know what happened. They just took them by surprise, live from the pit of hell. Others had similar statements of anger, disbelief. One IDF soldier who saw the Palestinians use a drone to destroy an Israeli Makava tank said, quote, where did the Palestinians get drones with armor-piercing explosives? That technology is being used in the Ukraine-Russia conflict. How did it suddenly appear here in Israel? Other IDF soldiers pointed to the anti-tank guided missiles, or ATG, ATGMs, being used against the Israeli security force. He said these are weapons being seen on the Ukrainian battlefields. How did they get into the Gaza Strip? Then, in the midst of the fighting, this video came out um, where we see Hamas thanking Ukraine for selling them weapons to be used against Israel. How is Ukraine in the position where they're like on their heels against Russia? How are they in a position where they can sell things? Well, when we're supplying them this, and then it's almost like laundering money. It's like they're laundering the weapons to them. They can have plausible deniability. It came through America, you know. Hamas thanking Ukraine for selling them weapons to be used against Israel. I get, it's in another language. You can click on the video and give you the link. Hamas is claiming Ukraine sold them weapons that they used in the attack today against Israel and thanking them. The most ranging questions had to do with the alleged electronic jamming that was said to have taken place as, as the Palestinians with paragliders flew across the border into Israel. According to numerous sources on both sides, electronic warfare technology was allegedly used to jam Israeli radar and other surveillance gear. I mean, <laughs> said one Israeli, only the, only the Russians have gear to carry out such effective jamming. How did the Palestinians get it? Well, the $6 billion that Biden just gave Iran, and then I'm sure it goes way further back than that. And I'm sure that's not the only thing, but maybe it was the cherry on top of the satanic Sunday that let this whole thing really go. Um, more updates. Iran will support Hamas until the liberation of Palestine and Jerusalem. Okay, so that, what does that mean? Well, that means that Iran's going to support Hamas until they go and conquer, okay, um, Pal uh, Palestine and Jerusalem. So that would be conquering Israel. So if that's the case, then Iran's at war with um, Israel. That was said by Rahim Sabi, an advisor to Iran's supreme leader, Ayatollah Ali Khamenei, quoted by Al Jazeera, which is their, like, their news network. Then, Israel has decided to commit troops to a ground invasion of the Gaza Strip, door-to-door, -door, house to house. This is going to be an absolute bloodbath if they do that. I'm pretty sure it's already in process. The Egyptian government has informed Israel that Hezbollah has notified them through back channels that Hezbollah will join the war because this is Hamas. Hezbollah is another terroristic Muslim devil organization. But they've notified, uh, Egyptian government has informed Israel that Hezbollah has notified them through back channels that Hezbollah will join the war if Israel is, if, is 
the Israeli Defense Force decides to launch a ground invasion of the Gaza Strip, which they say they are already doing. Okay. Do you understand how this could very, very easily escalate and escalate and escalate? Especially when you've got all these different major powers funding one side or the other in more of a covert way, but then it becomes non-covert after, after things rise, after boundaries get crossed, after lines get crossed, like a line in the sand, okay? I'm not saying it's not pre-planned. I'm not saying it's not by design, but all I'm saying is that it, this could happen. It's probably, of anything I've ever reported on, in, over the years, I can't see from a satanic standpoint a better excuse for something to morph into World War III than this. I'm not saying it is. I'm saying I've never seen anything since I've been doing this for 18 years where that could actually happen. So, if Hezbollah officially joins the war, Israel will have an utterly massive problem, almost too big of a problem to actually quantify. Another comment reads, folks, this is going downhill so fast, it's hard to verbally quantify. There's so much going on behind the scenes, politically and militarily, and all of it is bad and getting much worse. All sides in this are intractable, meaning, meaning no one is giving an inch. The moves, behind, the moves being made behind the scenes and the moves being spoken about in the corridors of power in Israel and Iran, Lebanon, Syria, Russia, and the United States are unfathomable. Horrifying. This is horrifying. This is all going so fast. It's like an out of control train careening toward destruction of everything. Now, again, I'm not going to go that crazy. Okay. I'm just telling you what some people are saying. We'll see. A lot to pray about. It, it goes on to say the short and the sweet of it. They are now talking about possible tactical nuclear strikes to vaporize the entire Gaza Strip and Hezbollah in Lebanon. Now, the one thing about that is if Israel's going to do that, it's right next to them. I, I don't see how you can nuke something that close and not have a lot of uh, potential fallout from the nuclear um, devices. So, I mean, that seems to be pretty insane. Uh, and they are also talking about strategic nuclear attacks upon Tehran, Iran, Damascus, Syria. These are actual discussions taking place in the context of what is being done if Israel, if, if Israel finds itself being overrun and losing. Okay, um, from a desperation standpoint, okay. Prominent Israeli settler activists and members of the Ben Gavir and Smotrich party in the occupied West Bank are calling on the Israeli army to nuke Gaza and kill Israel children and women okay there's a link to that report intel sources are now urgently reporting that muslims will be on the rampage and now some of these these links even in this report are already gone they're already they, they took them down there this is being heavily censored redacted um a lot of this information already intel sources are now urgently reporting that muslims will be on the rampage in europe shortly burning every major city in protest of the coming israeli offensive into gaza We'll see. That's what they're saying. I'm not saying it. That's what they're saying. I think if things continue to escalate, I could totally see that going down. The authorities running Gaza know they cannot withstand a full Israeli military onslaught. So they have reached out to Muslims in Europe to have them cause trouble, making, uh, making the Gaza problem Europe's problem as well. 
The thinking is, is that Europe will be able to call off a full-blown Israeli wipeout of Gaza if they can create enough killing, stealing, raping, pillaging in these big places in Europe and also America. Int intelligence sources say the worst hit will be Paris, Brussels, London, and Marseille. Update. Turkey enters into the Israeli-Palestinian fight, warns U.S. to stay out. There's a link. Uh, also, there's a... I, I couldn't read the... Uh, couldn't understand his language, but there's a there's news reports of this. The president of Turkey, Recep Erdogan, has publicly come out in support of the Palestinians in the ongoing Hamas-Israeli conflict and has publicly warned the U.S.-United States to stay out of the conflict. Erdogan says that his country is with our innocent Palestinian brothers. They're all like little innocent babies in their bassinets with their little rattles and their binkies and their babas and their blankies and their stuffies, their stuffed animals with their dighties on. They're as innocent as kittens. Pure as the driven snow. Rebecca of Sunnybrook Farm. Innocent. Innocent Palestinian brothers. The, the same ones that went in there and I mean, the, the footage coming out of there, I don't advise you watch it. They're just mowing people down, mowing elderly people down at bus stops. Going in there, just killing people in their houses, burning the houses down in case anybody's hiding in safe rooms. Just killing people. As many as they can kill because they're, they view them as infidels. But they're innocent. So Erdogan also is a demon-possessed vessel from the pit of hellfire. And of course he'd say something like this. And he then explicitly warned everyone that Turkey is willing to defend Palestine at any price. Oh, I guess the price of your country being wiped off the planet? Because that's what that means. It looks to me as that he just threw down the gauntlet to the US, to Israel, to pretty much everyone, perhaps even including NATO. Update, another update. Things are going very, very wrong. Netanyahu tells Israelis to leave Egypt. This afternoon, the U.S. ordered the USS Gerald Ford aircraft carrier strike group to move into the eastern Mediterranean Sea to be closer to Israel. This signals all the players to all the players that the U.S. is moving in and getting involved militarily, which is exactly what Mr. Erdogan, president of Turkey, just said, don't you dare do, because there's nothing we won't do to defend our innocent Palestinian brothers to the death, evidently. So going further, um, so let me see where I picked off here. The signals all players, the U.S. is moving in to get involved militarily. Players are not backing away. Hamas says moving the American aircraft carrier does not scare us. And the American administration must realize the consequences of the step. Meanwhile, Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu's office calls on the Israelis to leave Egypt as soon as possible. This is a huge, no gigantic red flash, red flashing red sign. Egypt was the first Arab nation to make peace with Israel. And depending upon what course Israel pursues in Gaza, like a ground invasion, that peace with Egypt may now be in very real jeopardy. Well, I guess they're all saying it was fine for the Palestinians to come in and do what they did and kill, steal, rape, pillage, murder, wholesale, take hostages back to gaza and do all the things that they've done but don't you dare think about going into gaza or it's going to be all out world war three which is total insanity 
The Palestinian president, Mohad, uh, Mohammed Abbas, who was safely away in Jordan, is now leaving Jordan and heading to Syria. Next report. Globalist opens second front in World War III. Attack on Israel, on Israel activates the zero hour around the world and America is not immune. Now, this is more bigger picture. This is more going to tie things together, this report here. Uh, while few realize it, what happened in Israel on the night of Friday, October 6th, is an earthquake in terms of impact of global stability, mostly because of the timing. The events of October 6th cannot be analyzed and properly understood separate from all that has been ongoing over the last 18 months between the U.S., NATO, and their vassal states, and Russia and China and their vassal states. The attack on Israel, uh, a vassal state of the U.S. and NATO, by Hamas, a vassal state of Iran, uh, which is also a vassal state of Russia and China, opens up a second front in the escalating World War III scenario being advanced by the globalists for the reasons I've provided in previous articles, but the most recent of which was the one I posted on September 25th entitled The Four Ds, Digitization, Dehumanization, Destruction, and Depopulation. I just so happened to cover that exact article in the last report, which is a lot of times how God will structure these reports so that things will just fit together like a crossword puzzle, or not crossword, uh, like a puzzle you buy in the store. Like all the pieces fit together perfectly. I'll give the Lord Jesus Christ the credit for that, but I covered that in the last one. This is the same author of that report. Uh, Ukrainian President Zelensky has already come out with a statement in support of Israel and implying that Russia was responsible for the Hamas attack. Uh, we don't know if it's true, but Zelensky said it. So that makes it true for the fac faction of the people who believe Ukraine's war with Russia is just and totally defensive in nature. Continuing, the media tells us that Hamas launched a sneak attack on Israel and caught the IDF napping. Excuse me, but there is simply no way the Israeli Defense Force forces, the most technologically modern, most adept, most highly trained security force in the world, did not see this attack coming. For them to be caught off guard is inconceivable. We're told that they were totally surprised. Even on the 50th anniversary of the last massive attack on Israel, the Yom Kippur War of October 7th, 1973, the 50th anniversary, and I'm sure they did the, they timed this by design on purpose, so it was 50 years later. You're telling me they were not prepared for an attack of their arch enemy on that day, 50th anniversary? <laughs> okay. They left their border unmanned and unprotected. It was breached in 29 different places, including in some areas right next to an international music festival where tourists from other countries were partying, literally within yards of the dangerous Gaza border. Um, and those people were taken hostage and mowed down please they he says i'm not buying it nor is the former idf intelligence officer efrat fenigason buying into this narrative watch what she has to say in a post on platform x i'm pretty sure they already took that down in my book stealth invasion and there's a link to that i refer to the muslim brotherhood documents which prophesied about a zero hour event now this is islamic they, they're prophesying this zero hour event Okay, zero hour can be any event that sets off panic or chaos among the masses. And at this point, the Islamic terrorists all join hands to attack the infidel, whether that be the Jews or Israel or Christians in the West. All terror cells get activated. Okay, been talking about these terror cells that have been embedded in this country for decades and decades and decades, probably going back into the 70s. Okay, 
I've talked a lot about these sleeper cells that have been here and have been training um, for a very, very long time, just in America alone and, and elsewhere, obviously. Since around 1990, the United States has imported more than 3 million Muslims to America, our arch enemies, these people, so many of them, again, they want you dead. Just according to the Quran, just being true to their, their religion. Uh, they've imported more than 3 million Muslims to America, mostly through legal channels associated with the Office of Refugee Resettlement and other avenues where Muslims can come here on religious visas, visa lottery programs, and countless other visa programs. And that, you're not even counting all the ones that have come here illegally over the border with the, with the whole invasion that's been going on for decades as well, you know, through our southern border primarily. Refugees are set on a path to full citizenship within five years. Now, here's their game plan. I posted this from my document on Islam. Number one, uh, this is their game plan for the Islamic domination of the West. And again, this is good for me to refresh this. I haven't done a teaching on this probably in years, and this is the perfect time to refresh everybody on this. Number one, pretend to be a refugee in order to gain access to your chosen country. Well, that would be just faking your way into the southern border if you were going to go that route. Two, play the minority card. While while outpopulating on a scale of more than five to one. Meaning if you're if you're outpopulated as a Muslim by five to one, you play the minority card, you kind of feign being the good little boy. Oh, we're a religion of peace. Oh, we're not bad. We wouldn't do anything bad, okay? Three, infiltrate politics and call others racist and bigots if they don't agree with you. Oh, what, like, they're, like they've been doing where you've got all these Muslims now in political office all over America? Yeah, just like that. Four, implement a watered-down version of Sharia law with help of the leftists, okay, um, which they've obviously been trying to do that. Now, they haven't been able to probably pull that off to a huge extent but um, in America, but that's very, very much a thing in Europe, okay? There's no go zones in Europe where you don't even go as a, um, if you're a non-Muslim, you know, it's where Sharia law is, is basically the law of the land. Five. And this is when they get to the point of wherever they get the green light. Whenever they get those green light for those terrorist sleeper cells to go green, kill all those who do not submit to Islam and dominate every Western country. Open your eyes, look around, take notice. This is not a joke. This is reality. Okay, now I know God's bigger than all this, but I'm just telling you from a secular temporal standpoint what we're dealing with here and you know govern yourself accordingly sources of mine in sterling heights michigan which is a hotbed for islam michigan in general reported seeing fireworks coming from a site on 15 mile road which is the name of the road 15 mile road where a mega mosque is under construction a mega mosque in sterling heights michigan the mosque is not even open for business yet the property owners use the site to express their celebratory emotions and feelings and giddiness over the news coming out of Israel, where, where they killed all those people and raped and killed and steal and pillage, which just happened yesterday. Okay, and probably still is. And then hundreds of miles away in Tampa, Florida, I was informed of, pro, of a pro-Hamas rally also expressing jubilation over the Israelis being killed. Muslims also rallied in support of the Hamas terrorists in America's largest cities. See, it doesn't take a lot for their true colors to come out, is what I'm telling you. Okay. Um, 
Muslims also rallied in support of the Hamas terrorists in America's largest cities, New York City, Los Angeles, Boston, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh. Muslims are also celebrating in Jordan, Lebanon, Iraq, Iran, Turkey. Um, obviously there, yeah. Among other places. This single event in Israel has triggered them and they will launch more attacks on Jews and Christians around the world. I mean, most likely. So it would be a mistake to view what happened in Israel as something over there. It can be said... It can and it will happen here. Again, I have warned my listeners about that for ever since I started broadcasting. I'm pretty sure from the first year, 2005, I was doing stuff on Islam. Because I saw this coming a lot. It's not because I'm so smart. It's just, you know, <laughs> any kind of research on this, it's not hard to find this information. Um it can and it will happen here in the U.S. and many European countries. The hordes are not standing at the gates. They're inside the gates. Yes, they are. Waiting for their zero-hour event, and this may be it. Okay, I'm just going to play a little bit of this one. Israel invaded the biblical timeline. This is a little partial biblical timeline here. Okay, so this is Netanyahu you're going to hear. Uh, who is a total devil. I mean, don't, I'm not on Team Netanyahu, but this is him making an announcement to Israel. Citizens of Israel, we are at war, not in an operation or in rounds, but at war. This morning... This is an interpreter. He can speak English, but this is an interpreter. Hamas launched a murderous surprise attack against the state of Israel and its citizens. We have been in this since the early morning hours. I convened the heads of security establishment and ordered, first of all, to clear out the communities that have been infiltrated by terrorists. This currently is being carried out. Now remember, they let all this happen by design on purpose. They, they, no, nobody even in Israeli defense that has any kind of honest bone in their body, you just heard from tons of them, said that this was, they didn't allow this to happen on purpose by design. This is their Pearl Harbor, okay? It's what it seems as be to be their because there's been a lot of egregious stuff that's happened regarding attacks on Israel over the years. I've reported on many of them. This, though, by far is the most overt, more most egregious, most over the top. And maybe this is what it took in order to have their their version of their Pearl Harbor. At the same time, I have ordered an extensive mobilization of reserves and that we return fire of a magnitude that the enemy has not known. The enemy will pay an unprecedented price. In the meantime, I call on the citizens of Israel to strictly adhere to the directives of the IDF and Home Front Command. We are at war and we will win it. The state of Israel is officially at war and this is very prophetic when we look at what the Bible says about the times we're heading into. We'll look at exactly what those prophecies have to say and how this is all unfolding exactly how the Bible said it would. First, let's look at Joe Biden saying America stands with Israel in this war. Today, the people of Israel are under attack, orchestrated by a terrorist organization, Hamas. In this moment of tragedy, I want to say to them and to the world... And who he just funded, basically, through Iran, their proxy Iran, and, and that gave them the $6 billion to pull, the, at least in part. Okay, this just happened two weeks ago. So, again, this is all a facade. This is all wind addressing. It's it's all based in lies. It's all right-left paradigm, Hegelian dialectic, Coke-Pepsi type stuff. But, you know, we want to obviously, Biden wants to look like, you know, oh, he's going to condemn it. And he's appalled. And <laughs> when he's literally funded the, the, the lion's share of this, this thing. In the terrorist everywhere, the United States stands with Israel. 
The attack on Israel at the moment has left about 200 people dead, and it's led by Hamas. And Hamas it's is a pal- way more than that. But, but this was this was 22 hours ago. This was posted. Indian Sunni Islamic fundamentalist militant and nationalist organization. They were founded in 1987. In the political sphere, they've won over the population in Palestine on many occasions. And throughout the years, they've constantly been at war and attack with Israel. Several times they've engaged in war. Again, this is massively prophetic in many ways. It's said it a lot and it's completely true. When you study Bible prophecy, you see that it really surrounds Israel and Jerusalem in the end times. That's absolutely the center yes. of Bible prophecy. And so when we see this happening, it's very prophetic in many ways. And wars and rumors of wars is very incredibly important and mentioned many times. We'll look at that now, and then we'll look at the potential of this setting up Gog and Magog, another end times war prophecy, as well as the Battle of Armageddon in Israel. In Matthew 24 and 25, Mark 13 and Luke 21, Jesus tells us and prophesies about the end times, the Great Tribulation, and the times leading up unto that point. And in Luke 21, it lays out a perfect timeline of what's happening right now in Israel and what will be happening in the end times in Israel. And I'll read a passage of that now. Again, this is from Luke 21, verses 20 through 24. Then I'll play a clip of Benjamin Netanyahu just absolutely verifying this is exactly what is starting to go down, or at least a glimpse of what will be coming in the future. But when you see Jerusalem surrounded by armies, then know that its desolation is near. Then let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains. Let those who are in the midst of her depart. And let not those who are in the country enter her. For these are the days of vengeance, that all things which are written may be fulfilled. But woe to those who are pregnant and to those who are nursing babies in those days, for there will be great distress in the land. Okay, and This is in the tribulation, though. Okay, so uh, I don't agree with his interpretation of the timeline. Okay, I think there's some good points he makes, but we're not in the tribulation yet. We're, we're, that hasn't even started yet. And most likely, we're going to have to have World War III to get us into the tribulation where the man of sin is going to come with the false prophet and have all the answers. And he's going to confirm the covenant with many nations for a week or meaning seven years. And then that's going to start the seven-year tribulation. We haven't got there yet. So that's my two cents. I've done a whole study on Gog, Magog. You can key it in, in the keyword search box. I know there's a lot of people that have different varying views on this. I understand the Bible says we see through a glass, but darkly. Uh, but I think that's pretty clear that these verses he's talking about here, we're into the tribulation at that point and we're not there yet. So, um, anyway, upon this people and they will fall by the edge of the sword and be led away captive into all nations and Jerusalem will be trampled by the Gentiles until the times of the Gentiles are fulfilled. Now that is not what's happening now, but just like Jesus said there, Jerusalem will be surrounded by armies. Yeah. So yeah. when you see these different nations... So maybe he doesn't think that that's now. I mean, I hope he doesn't, but yeah. But I, I understand, yeah, it's, it's, it's not like it's that far off though. Okay, so in the context of what we're looking at here, yeah, absolutely, absolutely some verses to kind of look at to come together to fight against Israel and Jerusalem, it's a glimpse of that future prophetic event when Israel is surrounded by armies. Right. It will lead up to that point. It won't just happen overnight. In those same Bible passages, Matthew 24, 25, Mark 13, Luke 21, 
Jesus also says that in the end times and leading up to it, there will be wars and rumors of wars. And this is exactly what we're starting to see in many areas of the world. The Israel Defense Force is about to use all its force to destroy Hamas's capabilities. Right after this event, we see Iran in their parliament chanting death to Israel, death to America. I mean, there are Iran in their parliament. Here they are chanting death to Israel, death to America, which is exactly the kind of quotes I told you about earlier. They're not. It, it's like they made this attack on Israel. And I understand you could say, well, yeah, a lot led up to that. But there's been about, you know, 100,000 other attacks on Israel over the years that I've documented over and over and over again, unprovoked missile attacks and all this other stuff over the years that they have done to Israel, just arbitrarily launching, you know, missiles into uh, civilian areas. Uh, all of that was justified by these demon-possessed devils from the pits of hellfire. The, all of that was fine. It's fine to kill innocent women and children and that type. Th there's no problem at all. But as soon as is Israel comes back and says, we're going to do this, oh, death to Israel, death to America. And it's like, again, but when you have a religion with such a, with perversion on the level that I got into, okay, earlier in this part one, you have to understand that their minds are darkened so much. They're so demon-possessed. They're literally walk-ins. They're, they're like demonic containers. There's like a human with a, that, that is acting as a demonic container. There's no way to reason with somebody like that. There, there is no way to, to go and, and try to plead with them and reason. There is none. They're, they're demon-possessed vessels of Satan, for the most part. The Iranian lawmakers chant, death to America. This was on CNN. Just happening. Evidently. I mean, you know, um, didn't take much. Iranian lawmakers chanting death to america uh that is clearly how they feel or certainly uh, the way that they are expressing and, themselves and death to israel that was also death to israel in there 1616 confirms all of this telling us that the kings of the world the nations of the world the armies of the world will gather together for the battle of armageddon to fight against god and yes of course that takes place in israel so this is a glimpse of things that will be coming in the future the valley of megiddo so um we have that all right let's go further here u.s another update u.s sends warships aircraft carry to israel for potential support operation movements uh support operations movements could start immediately but all assets will not be in place for several days scenes at israelis ben Gurion International Airport have shown long lines of frantic Israelis as well as tourists seeking to exit the country amid fears of the broader war and escalation following the major Saturday attack from Hamas and Islamic Jihadist militants in Gaza. Likely the coming days will see an exodus of tens of thousands of tourists as well as foreign nationals who, who reside in Israel. Dual Israeli nationals will play with places to stay abroad will also likely be seeking to get out. NBC notes further that non-essential personnel may be leaving the U.S. Embassy. Uh, it reports in Jerusalem, the U.S. is also working through plans for a possible non-combatant evacuation, helping Americans get out of Israel. Nothing has been decided and ordered, but they are working through options, including one that involves putting some Americans on Navy ships to get them out safely. 
While President Biden on Saturday pledged full support of Prime Minister Netanyahu as Israel embarks on a fresh Gaza war, which could be the biggest in decades, there remains the potential for direct U.S. military involvement if things spiral out of control. Okay, so now going to kind of switch gears here. That's all we're going to really say about that today. Obviously, that's a fluid, ongoing situation. Again, like I said, a lot to pray about. Um, let's go ahead and play this next one, which is entitled Israel and Texas, both under attack by invasion forces. U.S. borders are wide open. Nothing for America. So actually, let's let's start with that. So over the weekend, so I wanted to talk about this part. Is Mike Adams. Um, again, I have a lot of mixed feelings about him, but I think he did some good, solid reporting on this. This is talking about Israel and Texas both under attack by invasion forces and how this all, this whole thing can ultimately relate very heavily to America as well with the what's going on at our border, activating of these sleeper cells that have already been here for decades, more coming in by the day, uh, Chinese nationals coming in. We'll talk more about that a little bit later. So all of that relates to this subject. I received intelligence from one of my contacts who has, uh, what's the right way to say this, mm, accurate knowledge about what's happening on the border, the southern border of Texas, and what's called the Fronten Island. This is an island in the middle of the Rio Grande River, and this island has been occupied by, well, Mexican drug cartels, essentially. And uh, Texas Rangers, and including some people linked to people that I know, uh, took back that island about a week ago. And they, it was uh, an actual battle for United States territory in the United States. And a lot of people don't realize this. The mainstream media has not really talked about this. But I find it very interesting that the United States was occupied and invaded by Mexican drug cartels and human traffickers about one week before Hamas launched its attack on Israel and its invasion of Israel and the taking of Israeli civilians as hostages and the killing of Israeli civilians, by the way, door-to-door -door killing. So the, these two events, in my mind, are, are not unrelated. Right. It's part of an overall attack on... Uh, Western Western countries. Now, what's actually happening near Fronten, Texas, with the Fronten Island there, is that the the cartels are fighting for control of smuggling into the United States because it's very easy to cross the river there, the Rio Grande there, where that island is, because the island is kind of it. it the river channel is narrow, and that island is a staging area inside the United States that the Mexican cartels are able to gain access to easily because, well, at least as I understand it, currently the river, I mean, it's not even really an island because the river isn't high enough. So the reason that Fronten Island is so valuable is because uh, once the Mexican drug cartels make it to the island, then they have easy, super easy access and smuggling routes because the island is in the United States territory. So from Mexico, they cross the Rio Grande River, they get to the island, and the Mexican drug cartels are fighting over control of this island because once they're there, they can get to Fronten and they can get to Rhodes and, and they can you know move north for human trafficking, weapons trafficking, drug trafficking, and all of that.
Now, the, there are essentially two cartels that are fighting for control over Fronton Island, or that were. They were cleaned out by Texas Rangers in just the last week, like I said earlier. And as I was told, that there were mostly gun battles across the river. So, in other words, uh, from the Mexican side, which is the south side of the, the river, the Mexican drug cartels are shooting across the river, which isn't very wide, into Texas Rangers, or they're trying to take out Texas Rangers that are on the island. And then I'm told, what is it, scouts have been watching us from across the river, and the Mexican military is patrolling. So, this is important to understand. Even though this invasion of the United States is not a state-sponsored invasion per se, the Mexican military, as you know, is completely controlled by the drug cartels. And the two cartels that are uh, actively working on Fronten Island and that you know, recently occupied it are Cartel de Noreste, uh, known as the CDN, and Cartel Jalisco Nueva Generacion, which is um, uh, CNG, typically, is, is what's that, what that's called. So in, in, in one way, you could think about these cartels as kind of like Hamas, the way Hamas is to Israel, these two cartels are to the United States. But I'm not saying that these cartels are, you know, Islam or that, that they share the same, you know, religious zealotry of Hamas. Uh, but rather that they feel like this territory is theirs, that South Texas, they think, belongs to the Mexican people. Because, of course, it used to be Mexico, all of it including Fronton Island, and including, by the way, um, where I live in Central Texas, used to be Mexico. And so there's, there's a kind of, uh, well, I, it's, it's a non-religious zealotry, but it's a, it's a cultural zealotry to take back Texas for the Mexican people, and uh, until then, to exploit these routes for profit, power, and control mostly through human trafficking and drug trafficking. Now, this occupation of Fronton Island is also part of a probing maneuver by the Mexican drug cartels, uh, CNG in particular, which is the, the larger cartel, in order to determine the, uh, the seriousness of the response from the American side. And so, this is what's interesting. So, Texas Rangers actually ran this battle. Texas Rangers had to wage a full assault, a military-style assault on Fronton Island. And Okay, I fast-forwarded it a little bit ahead. Uh, he got into some stuff that really didn't pertain a lot to what I want to cover. Cleaning out this island. Uh, this is just the beginning of what's going to happen. Uh, as you know, there's going to be an activation day of uh, cartels combined with terrorists from the Middle East who have been smuggled into the United States. Uh, some from Palestine, but quite a few from um, Syria and Afghanistan. And they're already pre-positioned in the United States and they are going to uh, activate one day soon, which is going to make the current situation in Israel <clears throat> seem like a walk in the park in comparison to what's coming in the United States. But the thing is, like I said, <laughs> that's been going on for decades as far as the Muslim, fifth column, 
sleeper cells that have been embedded into this, that have been here training. They have their own enclaves. They have their own networks. That has been going and building for decades. These days, we'll talk about that more in a minute. So anyway, okay, bottom line, the United States government does nothing to protect the U.S. borders. Understand that this this battle on Fronton Island was done by the state of Texas, not by the federal government. And the media won't even talk about this. Most people have never even heard of this. This is an actual war for America taking place in Texas. But the U.S. military is not involved. I mean, they should be involved. It would certainly make the war a lot easier if they had some 155 rounds <laughs> and some, some armored track vehicles as well, you know, instead of the what they have now. But at the same time, the U.S. government is spending $115 billion to defend the border of Ukraine, or, or at least to attempt to defend it, unsuccessfully, I might add. And then also the United States is sending a lot of money to Israel in an effort to have Israel uh, defend its borders. But I do want to mention uh, also that the United States has been sending a lot of money to, well, Palestinian terrorists over the years. $6.3 billion since 1953, it turns out. Okay, so we have that part. Now I'm going to go, and, and again, this is reiterating a lot of what we've, we've already covered. And this is how Israel, it's government and its institutions have committed acts of terrorism against the Israeli people exactly. that dwarf these actions by Hamas. What we saw during COVID was the Israeli government, the so-called science establishment, the medical establishment, committing mass murder of Israeli citizens with the vaccine bioweapons. Exactly. You see? Yeah. And th this is the part that I mentioned up front. And again, that... When you have governments like that, and our government's no different, it's no big deal. They, they can say, oh, we were caught flat-footed. We didn't see this coming, which we know is a total lie. Um, we're giving you the COVID kill shots for your own benefit. They're going to keep you safe. You're going to keep other people safe. It's all a lie. They're killing their own citizens, just like um, the Trump administration did and the Biden administration did with these COVID kill shots. Um, this is what they do. Okay, this is how they they operate, and they but they're always going to try to come off as like we're the good guys, we're here to protect you, we're here to help you. When it's it's the exact opposite thing. They've already committed mass genocide against their own populace, so it's no big deal for them to stand down and to supposedly be caught flat-footed, not see any of this coming from this attack from Hamas yesterday, when it obviously they knew everything that was going to happen. Most likely, they just stood down because they needed their Pearl Harbor. They needed their 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 event where, you know, Israelis would get behind whatever they were being told and mobilize and do whatever they're being told to do. It's probably not going to be politically correct, nor popular for anybody to hear. But as much as I condemn the Hamas attacks and I condemn the uh, the, the violence and just senseless violence right. and the, the yeah. assaults and kidnapping of innocent Israeli people, I have a duty to point out that the Israeli government has committed far larger crimes of medical violence mm -hmm. against its own citizens for the past three plus years, by the way, three and a half years. That is a fact. And we now know, 
I mean, we've seen this. You, you know, read the Substack articles from people like you know Steve Kirsch and Robert Malone and, and others, and you will find out that the Israeli government, they knew that the vaccine was unsafe. They knew it was going to maim and kill people, and they covered it up, and they administered the vaccine anyway. And there is no comparison in terms of the numbers of innocent Israeli people who have been maimed and killed, no comparison between what the Israeli government did itself versus what Hamas has just done over this weekend. The Israeli government has murdered easily 100,000 Israelis with the vaccine bioweapons. It might be several hundred thousand. I'd have to do the research and look at, look at the numbers and, and see how many died and how many have been maimed. Probably over a million Israelis have been injured by these vaccines, if not several million. Now, understand. So I, I just think that's another thing that's really good to be reminded of so that we can have this whole event in proper context so that we we don't just go over here and say, oh, Israel good, Palestinians bad. Palestinians bad. No, no, Islam bad, horrible, bad, okay? Israeli government also very, very, very bad. They've committed mass genocide on their own population and continue to do it and continue to be unrepentant for doing such a thing, just like our government has continued to do. So understand both sides at the top particularly are evil. I'm not blaming all like the citizenry of e even either side. I'm, I'm not saying all sides on, on or the, the citizenry on the Jews and the Palestinians are all evil either. I'm not going to lump everybody into one boat. Okay. So, but I just think that at the very, very top though, uh, particularly those giving orders, th those committing jihad on the side of the Muslims, I mean, you know, the pretty, pretty evil people that, that we're dealing with here overall. Hamas did not weaponize the vaccines. Hamas didn't launch vaccines at the Israeli people. The Israeli government did that. Right. The Israeli scientists did that. The Israeli pharma giants did that against their own people. And no matter what you think about Hamas or Fatah or Hezbollah or the people of Lebanon or the, or the people of Jordan or wherever, or the people in the Gaza, no matter what you think about them, they did not mass murder their own people with biological weapons disguised as vaccines. Isn't that interesting? Isn't that interesting? It's the West, Western nations in particular, that carried out mass murder attempted genocide against their own people using the vaccines. Mm -hmm. The difference is that you don't see vaccine company CEOs murdering and parading around the naked bodies of women that they killed on TV, you know? Right, yeah. Hamas does that, sure. and so it's, it's a very horrifying visual image that sticks in the minds of everybody and focuses the attention. But the vaccines kill people quietly in their own living rooms and bedrooms, in their sleep, or in hospitals, and there's nothing for the TV cameras to show. And the murderers who carry out these vaccine murders, they never have to touch their victims. There's no bloodshed. They don't have to use guns or rockets or drones or terrorism. They use injections. And then 
the bioweapons go to work and do what they were designed to do, which was to achieve mass death and depopulation. Israel did that as a nation against its own people, just as the United States did against its own people. Same with Canada, of course, Australia, New Zealand. I mean, you know, the United Kingdom. Right. All the countries of the West did this. Exactly. Exactly. So I, I thought that when I heard that, I'm like, that's something I need my listeners to be reminded of as well. So again, it gives us further reminding. Again, it's all stuff I've covered, but it's just good to be reminded of context. Especially when you're talking about Israel in coming World War Three scenarios and good guy versus bad guy and that whole thing. Hegelian dialectic, problem, reaction, solution, Coke, Pepsi. Uh, it's just very good to kind of be reminded of very, very big picture things. Okay, so continuing on, the, this is just some verbiage, really, and then there's a video you can watch if you like. It's like a 10, 15-minute video. Chinese invasion blueprint exposed. Critical national security threat. Muckraker has obtained a never-before-published document circulated among Chinese illegal aliens, which offers a clear blueprint on how to navigate to the, to the United States illegally and how to exploit the asylum system, achieve refugee status, and become embedded in America. In America is aiding this whole process, okay? They're aiding them doing this. They're a willing participant in this. They're busing them in here from, like, the Darien Gap. They're bringing them in on trains. I've covered all this in previous teachings, okay? So, uh, month after month, thousands of military-aged Chinese nationals are crossing into the United States illegally. Some of these illegal aliens served in the Chinese armed forces, uh, others are conducting weapons training inside the United States. Now, these are going to be joining up with the Muslim fifth column sleeper cells, uh, the Mexican drug cartels, uh, the LGBTQ, uh, trans mafia, the Antifa, Black Lives Matter, every wicked evil devil you can imagine. That is going to be our enemy when this is all greenlit, okay? And um, that's the way I see it going down. That's what I've predicted for many, many years. I'm not trying to give you a spirit of fear. I'm telling you this is what it is very apparent that they're going to try to pull at some point. When, I don't know. Okay, but we're closer now than ever. I will say that. Now, God can intervene. But, you know, when the nation has kind of collectively turned its back on God, most nations have done that. You know, Canada, America, you name me a nation that hasn't turned their back on God. Um, well... God always preserves a remnant. Okay. I will say that God always preserves a remnant. And that's a big reason that this ministry exists is to educate the remnant and to prepare the remnant, um, for what is coming. Um, some of these illegal aliens serving the Chinese armed forces. Others are conducting weapons training in the United States and have followed the same blueprint for infiltrating America. China is now positioning to attack America from within CCP loyalists are scattered across the country and more are on the way. And again, we just talked about the Muslims being here. The longer America allows this trend to continue, the more inevitable will be its defeat to China. Well, that's what they want, though. Joe Biden is in China's back pocket and, you know, so are his handlers and all the people in Congress and senators. And most of them are as well. Watch and share this critical report with the world. I give you the link there. Michael Yan, this is one of his updates. Um, he said, USA invasion, dark money funded. Uh, by definition, this is considered an invasion of America. An invasion is a military offensive in which a large number of combatants in one geo geopolitical en entity enter territory owned by another such entity, generally with the objective of either conquering, liberating, or reestablishing control or authority over a territory, forcing the partition of a country 
forcing the partition of a country, maybe dividing it, I guess, altering the established government or gaining concessions from said government or a combination thereof. An invasion can be the cause of a war, be part of a larger strategy to end a war, or it can constitute an entire war itself. Due to the large scale of operations associated with the invasions, they're usually strategic in planning and execution. Now en route to your city, Las Blancas Camp, Darien, Panama shows this devil that is totally demon-possessed the toenails, and he's one of the wonderful uh, illegal migrants that are coming here. I'll give you the link to that if you want to see it. Um, next report, children are being taken. Horrific video reveals the U.S. government is actively facilitating the huge child trafficking network across America. A disturbing expose shows how the U.S. federal government is supporting the world's biggest child trafficking ring with a steady stream of migrant children. Muckraker released a video on X showing unsettling footage of young children being placed in large vans with tinted windows as their shady escorts hid their name badges and instructed them not to speak to reporters. Again, I've been reporting on this for years as well. Unfortunately, these children's fate is a big mystery. There are thousands more just like them who disappear on the U.S. on a regular basis. According to the publication, around 350,000 children enter the country unaccompanied every year. Again, I think that's probably very light in comparison to where they say 85,000 of those children have gone missing. I think it's a lot more than that on both ends. Many are forced into a life of involuntary servitude, commercial sex trafficking, and other horrors that potentially include organ harvesting. Many of these children come from remote areas in South and Central America, while some children are lured from the villages by radio ads that tempt them with the idea of enjoying a better life in the United States. Other children are kidnapped or even sold to traffickers by their own parents. The kids are targeted by the cartel trafficking them and some are actually carried across the border incapacitated border patrol often looks the other way and books them anyway some are given to single adults who want to enter the u.s to make them appear to be a family and improve their chances of getting into the country they may be smuggled back even into mexico and then used for this purpose multiple times meaning appearing as a family like this facade border patrol must release unaccompanied children to the department of health and human services within 72 hours as they wait to be processed and placed with a sponsor in the United States, they're held in compounds run by the government contractors that Muckraker likens to concentration camps. These camps can be found at Eagle Pass, El Paso, Los Fresnos, Carrizo Springs, and Pecos. Many of these compounds have guard towers, double fencing, floodlights, and other security features that seem excessive for a place that is just holding children and has no nefarious connections. And I've got into many other broadcasts where we talk about the fate of those children. Some children are also held in makeshift compounds at former shopping centers. For example, the NGO Southwest Key keeps children in former Walmart stores. Unfortunately, this particular NGO has a horrible track record, including employees who have been charged with child molestation and sexual assault against children at these facilities. One employee was sentenced to 19 years in prison after sexually abusing kids at the facility and exposing them to HIV virus. Yet the NGO is still getting funding, receiving $770 million this year alone. The migrant children's sponsors are often human traffickers. The Office of Refugee Resettlement, or ORR, is supposed to verify the identity of, the identity of these children's sponsors, but records show that they are failing miserably. Forged documents are not uncommon. Many sponsors are illegal aliens as well. Many children are sent to sponsors who are completely unrelated to them. And the process for vetting these sponsors was recently eased by the Biden administration to reduce bottlenecks. Background checks for some types of sponsors are no longer now required. And many of these sponsors are actually human sponsors 
um, I mean, back, okay, I'm sorry. And many of these sponsors are actually human traffickers. A congressional report from 2016 acknowledged that the United States is a source, transit, and destination country for men, women, transgender individuals, and children, both of U.S. citizens and foreign nationals subjected to sex trafficking and forced labor. Uh, yeah. Michael Yan posted another post that said, Tens of thousands of children are disappearing. Nobody knows what happens to them. And every attempt you make to look into this government threatens this, the government then threatens and hides. Um, but while they're hiding, they're actually doing it right in front of you. Yes. I'm going to see if I can get this little video. And whistleblower tells Congress the government is delivering migrant children to human traffickers. Tara Lee Rhodes warned the U.S. of the middleman in the trafficking operation. She's addressing Congress here in this video. This is Fox News even reporting this. Good afternoon, Chairman McClintock, Ranking Member Japal, and distinguished members of the committee. It is an honor to be here. I thank you for the invitation to share my testimony. My goal is to inspire action to safeguard the lives of migrant children, including the staggering 85,000 that are missing. Today, children will work overnight shifts at slaughterhouses, factories, restaurants, to pay their debts to smugglers and traffickers. Today, children will be sold for sex. Today, children will call a hotline to report they are being abused, neglected, and trafficked. And we don't know if they're going to get the help they need. For nearly a decade, unaccompanied children have been suffering in the shadows. And I have to confess, I knew nothing about their suffering until 2021, when I volunteered to help the Biden administration with the crisis at the southern border. As part of Operation Artemis, I was deployed to the Pomona Fairplex Emergency Intake Site in California to help HHS, Office of Refugee Resettlement, reunite children with sponsors in the United States. I thought I was going to help place children in loving homes. Instead, I discovered that children are being trafficked through a sophisticated network that begins with recruiting in home country, smuggling to the U.S. border, and ends when ORR delivers a child to a sponsor. Some sponsors are criminals and traffickers and members of transnational criminal organizations. Some sponsors view children as commodities and assets to be used for earning income. This is why we are witnessing an explosion of labor trafficking. Now, whether it's intentional or not, it could be argued that the United States government has become... The well, of course, it's intentional. I mean, 100%. But she can't really come out and make those kind of accusations before Congress. Oh, man. In a large-scale, multi-billion dollar child trafficking operation that is run by bad actors seeking to profit off of the lives of children. And again, you know, when, when I look at the whole thing about God coming to defend us and God stopping all the things that I just talked about today, coming to this country... You know, it, it's hard for me to believe that that's going to happen in a country that's done this, that is, that is, you know, participating in this and, um, you know, where the churches, for the most part, the 501c corporate whore churches and FEMA clergy response teams have stood down and abdicated their role. And they're not salt and light and they're wolves in sheep's clothing or at bare minimum, they're gelded pastors that, you know, have no true love for the flock because they're hirelings. Now, I'm not saying every single one, but I'm seeing the vast majority. 
they they refuse to cover these types of they refuse to defend the fatherless and 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 the innocent like the bible commands us to do okay they refuse to be salt and light they refuse to do so many things that a pastor is supposed to do or ministries are supposed to do and therefore you know you look at in the bible usually judgment is right around the corner from god when you have a atmosphere uh, like that take site in california to help hhs office of refugee resettlement reunite children with sponsors in the united states i thought i was going to help place children in loving homes instead i discovered that children are being trafficked through a sophisticated network that begins with recruiting in home country smuggling to the U.S. border, and ends when ORR delivers a child to a sponsor. Some sponsors are criminals and traffickers and members of transnational criminal organizations. Some sponsors view children as commodities and assets to be used for earning income. This is why we are witnessing an explosion of labor trafficking. Now, whether it's intentional or not, it could be argued that the United States government has become the middleman in a large-scale, multi-billion-dollar child trafficking operation that is run by bad actors seeking to profit off of the lives of children. As for me, my interest is the safety of the children. I do not view this as a political issue. I view this as a humanitarian issue. I assure you, my motives are the highest and best. I want the children protected. So I want to tell you some of what I witnessed personally at the Pomona Fairplex. I saw vulnerable indigenous children from Guatemala who speak Mayan dialects and cannot speak <clears throat> Spanish. That means they cannot ask for help in English. They cannot help for, ask for help in Spanish. They become captives of their sponsors. I have sat with case managers as they've cried to tell me the horror of what has happened to children as they make the journey to this country. I saw apartment buildings where 20, 30, and 40 unaccompanied minors have been released. I saw sponsors trying to simultaneously sponsor children from multiple ORR sites at one time. I saw sponsors using multiple addresses to obtain sponsorships of children. And I saw numerous cases of children in debt bondage and the child knew they had to stay with the sponsor until the debt was paid. Realizing that we were not offering the children the American dream, but instead putting them in modern day slavery with wicked overlords was a terrible revelation. A terrible revelation. These children are a captive victim population with no access to law enforcement or knowledge of their rights. They are extorted, abused, neglected. And that is why I blew the whistle in 2021. I witnessed firsthand the horrors of child trafficking and exploitation. My life will never be the same after what I saw. But I have hope because I'm counting on you. It's my hope that you'll take action to end this crisis, to safeguard the lives of, most of these vulnerable children. People have asked me, you know, what can be done? What would you suggest? Well, first, I think HHS's number one priority is oversight. They must commit to oversight, transparency, and accountability. If I could wave a magic wand, this, I believe, could be quickly solved by experts in the IG community. 
There is a Pandemic Analytics Center of Excellence, or the PACE, as we call it. I believe if data analysts at the PACE could look at the data, children could be rescued, criminals could be prosecuted. If the PACE had access to this data, it shows where the children are and who has them. I think also we need to change the culture of speed over safety. Speed is the wrong performance measure when dealing with children. We need to revamp the vetting process of sponsors and have case managers who have investigative backgrounds, data analytics backgrounds, some certified fraud examiners. And I think we need to reimagine a system where the sponsor is the accountable party. Sponsors should be required to report to ORR. And lastly, stop retaliating against whistleblowers. <laughs> stop retaliating against the people who are trying to tell the truth to save the children. As it is written, a wise man listens to advice while a fool continues in his folly, and HHS needs to be wise to care for these children. Thank, thank you very much. Yeah, but they're the ones facilitating all of this. They're, they're the ones that want this. They're the ones that, I mean, it's all noble what she said, but it's like you're trying to go to Satan for remedy when they're the ones doing all that. I'm surprised they would even let her speak before Congress and say that. And I'm glad she did. And, and God bless her. And, and may her uh, speech and her actions produce wonderful fruit. But, you know, you're dealing with just the most corrupt system that you can imagine. Okay, I'm way over in time. So God bless you. And we, we will see you in part two.